are you doing? Hello. From deep cuts to future classics. Let's skip intro and find out what to watch on Netflix. Dark is, ironically, one of Netflix's dark horses. A proper four-to-the-floor word-of-mouth banger. It launched in 2017, the same year we'd just waved goodbye to Broadchurch, and the two seemed remarkably similar. A small town investigating a missing child, which begins to peel back the layers of its inhabitants' secrets. However... It's not long before you realise Dark is so much more than a simple police procedural, and before you know it, you're invested, confused, gripped and bewildered by the goings-on in the German town of Winden. It's a show that's extremely difficult to describe. Is it about good versus evil, time travel, secret societies, an examination of relationships? Well, it's obviously all of them, but one strand can't exist without the other. The more you think you know about Jonas, Mikel and Martha, the more surprised you are. It just keeps getting better. In somewhat unusual circumstances, we find ourselves facing season three, knowing it's to be its last. A choice the showrunners are happy with. No early cancellation, no running out of steam. Dark has come, conquered and is now disappearing. But will all the storylines be tied up? Will fans be satisfied? I caught up with the huge brains behind this complex masterpiece, Bo Oda and Yanti Freeze, to find out. Alles ist miteinander verbunden. Zukunft, Vergangenheit und Gegenwart. Miguel! Ein erneuter Vermisstenfall erschüttert die Stadt. Ich bin Nickel zurück. Welcome to uh, What to Watch on Netflix. How are you? Good, strange times, but I think that's um, for everyone and everywhere on the planet. So we're all in the same boat. If there's one TV show that is just screaming out to be watched from the confines of a lockdown, it's it's dark. And I've been waving the flag for dark since day one, since way back when season one, episode one dropped, because it's just mind-bending and when I found that I was going to get a chance to speak to you guys I was so excited because I've spoken to a lot of people that have that have created tv shows and made tv shows um but none quite with the level of intensity and depth as dark I think I'm on episode five of season three now and it's just it's hurting my head and blowing my mind how is it to write such a show? How do you even begin? In all honesty, I, I don't even know myself. <laughs> you just kind of pick up a pen and um, start. Um, it's, there, it's not like there is a recipe um, for it. I think um, that probably both of our brains are wired differently than other people's brains. <laughs> I, don't, um, I don't know. And, and it obviously, there is a lot of structural work that goes into it um you, you cannot just um just you know go from a to b but um you you really work in boxes like you look at the characters and then you lay out the um, the plot for the characters and then you weave those character plots um kind of like doing a braid you weave them um together and then you look at it and you and then you think it's it doesn't work and then you just 
cut it all up again and then you start it's kind of like doing a collage um in a way and also my, like my personal process what i always say is that um i'm actually two people i'm i'm not just one person i'm on the one side of um someone who's very cerebral and and very structural and likes to plan and organize stuff and on the other side i'm a very messy chaotic creative thing and those two people kind of like the one starts laying something out and then she leaves and the other one comes in and just gets creative and then the organized one comes back and looks over it again so it's it's really a process um and um again i cannot <laughs> tell you in like an easy answer and you have to do this and do that and do that and then you have a um multi perspective plot plot that actually works it's um it's still a mystery to myself it is very easy honestly it seems very complex the whole story and how we laid it out but uh we always stay truthfully to a feeling that's very important to us for us a movie that's what i tell all the actors all great movies have one feeling not 10 not 9 not 20 they have one feeling that they're riding on it for a very long time and playing with it and for us the schopenhauer question if we have free will or everything is determined and we we can't do what we want to do is we wanted to add a feeling to that and actually make it very personal because it can be a very abstract high philosophical question but if you make it very personal it it becomes this feeling that if this is free will or if this is determined you can have a feeling to that and we always that and that's what i wanted to add that that was something we was very easy for us we had a feeling for this show and that world and the questions we are raising and we give uh, we gave this feeling to all the characters and i think that feeling stays through all the three seasons the same and that's why people enjoy it i think watching it if you like the feeling of course if you don't like it you don't watch it you can relate to um the feeling of being trapped in your own misery i think that's um like you cannot get out of yourself that's that's one of the central yeah. it's, it's and i think and weirdly the the score uh, you know the the motif, the, the 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 string kind of the bending string motif throughout the series adds to that feeling, and it's from a from a from an audience's from a viewer's perspective, that feeling of, of uh, as you were describing there, also top onto that dread and inevitability as well. You know, from from a viewer's point of view, the whole thing feels quite grimly inevitable, and 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 you know, you like being drawn into a black hole almost. No, definitely, and Ben Frost did a great job on that. Because um, we, it took us a time to find the right score for this show, to be honest. And once we listened to stuff Ben was doing, we immediately loved it and, and met him and, and we connected very easily. And without words, we understood each other, to be honest. And he also understood that feeling we wanted to transform into this show. And once he, that, that, key hook he uh, that everyone knows about dark was really the first thing he sent us and we knew this is the score of dark and he built up on this and did all the other great score pieces but that that was really his first idea he had
there have been shows in the past about time travel and about um, about with, with, with similar themes, but I've always got a sense with those shows that after a while they tend to be winging it a little bit. Yours seems meticulously planned out. Have you? Did you have? You know where we are now with season three, and it's very difficult to talk about without giving spoilers because there are still a few people in the UK that haven't caught up with it yet. And I'm hoping that by listening to this, they then go and revisit it and sound they go, "This sounds great." But did you know that that's where you were going to be with season three, right, right from the beginning? Yeah. So we always knew where we wanted to end. Like, what's what's the end note we want to um, get to? And obviously, with um, all of the characters, we had ideas um, of where their character art would lead to. Um, so that's that's something we knew. But what we didn't especially uh, knew was when to um, play what note. Like, how do we structure the narrative? Like, what comes first? Um, because, um, we actually wanted to introduce um, the parallel worlds, little spoiler here, uh, in the second season um, already. And then we decided to move it up to the end of the second season. So that's something we didn't know. That's really part of the process. But... Um, where it all leads to in the end, that's something we, we knew from the beginning. One thing that becomes immediately apparent is that, is that you, you, you really do rip up the rule book when it comes to time travel, to hell with uh, paradoxes. You know, uh, was, was, that, was that always part of, the, part of the plan as well? Did, did you, you know, because there's been so much talk about, you know, whether it's Christopher Nolan and Interstellar, whether it's you know, Back to the Future or whatever, there's always been these kind of, it's a bit like zombies never are never allowed to run in a zombie film. There are always these kind of uh, cornerstone rules. Whereas with Dark, it's gone, well, actually... No, we're just we're just going to tear that up, and you can go and uh, and meet yourself. For instance, was that was that was that a creative decision very early on? Yeah, that was like that. We go down um, the road of determinism was um, was like one of the main things we decided for in the beginning. And, and in all honesty, I think it's the only only way you can tell a time travel story because um, if you time travel is such a scientific. Um, uh, um, subject that you have to treat it in a scientific way and um, you can still do fiction and you can still be quite flexible with narrative but it has to make sense somehow and um, it's crazy that we do have to follow those rules because it doesn't exist as as things currently stand time travel does not exist why are we following rules to something that is completely theoretical probably you're right <laughs> but you know every, every kind of narrative needs needs their rules so you have to pick one there are going to be some people uh, listening that haven't watched Dark, so we're not going to give too many spoilers away. But for those few people that are now that have seen all the trailers coming out and gone, oh, I've heard them. I've heard people talking about this on Twitter. Uh, how how do you how do you sum it up? Because it's it, from the from the start, I was expecting, uh, you know, it reads very much like a a child a missing child mystery. I mean, that's, it, that, that was intentional. So the idea was that we um, present you with a missing child mystery to easily um, let you settle into this um, world. But then we kind of turn the whole world um, upside down and also your expectations um, of it. And it's kind of like Alice in the Wonderland and she goes down the rabbit hole and what you then find out is way more close to a... Um, Greek mythology um, thing than um, just your missing child uh, mystery. Alles ist miteinander verbunden. Zukunft, Vergangenheit, 
und Gegenwart. To those that have been up to date and are chomping at the bit and have been waiting for season three for for quite a while now, what can they expect from uh, from the next season? We we gave we gave a little hint that you know we're not just traveling uh, back and forwards uh, through time now, but we're now well into the multiverse. Well, what they they can expect to give to get a lot of answers. To be honest, uh, on a lot of questions we raised. Um, and that we will end this story, actually. That was very important for us. So there is really an end to the story. And it will become very emotional. And it's, uh, it's a big love story for us, to be honest, this whole three seasons. It's, it seems like a time travel show, but at the end, it's a big love story between two people. And it's going to be mind-bending uh, even more and more complex because uh, you can add to different timelines even more complex stuff. And pulling together like a multiverse as well, well, it's not even a multiverse, it's like a three-dimensional, it's like, you know, it's going backwards, forwards, up and down and, and kind of parallel as well. There must have been times where you're just like, wait, hang on a sec, where am I? Which Martha is that? Um, yeah, our scripts look very um, funky in the end because we for everyone to give like to give people orientation when they were reading we had like um we used uh, letters behind the names so there was a Marta b1 Marta a Marta b2 and oh my like, God. so that you actually know where in the timeline uh, you are and, and same with worlds so the worlds had had letters as well so you had some kind of orientation and it it looked like a weird mathematical formula more than a script so come on, uh, level with me. Which cast member uh, had to be had to be reminded the most? And this season, Martha, definitely. <laughs> I, I felt so sorry for her. Jonas was also always challenging. Like, what do I know? What do I don't know in that moment? But uh, in season three, it's really the, it was really challenging for Lisa, yeah, to 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 understand the whole story arc. Um, but also for me, telling her. No, you can't know it yet because this is the other Martha version, whatever. Yeah. You mentioned that there was a definite finality to, the, to this series uh, here. How important is it to, to wrap up all of those loose ends? Because, you know, certain showrunners and cer certain program makers don't feel obliged to do that. They're quite happy leaving strands floating for, for viewers to kind of to piece together in there to finish off in their imagination and that you know there's plus and minuses for that as well but was it important for you to kind of go right we are tying everything up in a bow um i think there were two things were really important um for us one was um yes answer um the questions or at least answer most of the questions and um uh really tying together those loose ends that was really really important to us because you put people on a journey um where all they want is answers and they are guessing and guessing and guessing. So they need something. You, you cannot just leave them hanging. And the other important um, thing for us was really that it, as Bo said, that it's an emotional journey that apart from just giving answers and kind of completing the puzzle, um, that something really resonates um, in your heart and that you can let go of the characters that you grew fond of in a, nice and meaningful way. Aus welcher Zeit bist du? Die Frage ist nicht aus welcher Zeit. 
sondern aus welcher Welt. Die Apokalypse in deiner Welt, sie geschieht auch in unserer. Wir können unserem Schicksal nicht entkommen. Was ist denn noch von mir? Ich will, dass deine Reise endlich ein Ende findet. You mentioned the love story between two people, but there are, you know, there's a lot of love going on in Dark, isn't there? You know, there are there are multiple, whether they're affairs or, uh, you know, there's a there's a longing there. Is everyone happy at the end? No. <laughs> no, but love love is crucial as time is. Um, so, yeah, of course there won't be everyone happy at the end, and especially if you call your show dark, you, it tells you a lot about the showrunners that we are not the biggest fans of happy endings, but um, we definitely think this ending is a happy end, to be honest. Um, and it will hopefully satisfy a lot of people. Um, and the most important thing was that it actually satisfies us because we always do things for ourselves. We are very egoistic showrunners. We do something we want to watch. And this is really the ending we wanted. And we think it would have satisfied us the most if we would be fans of that show. Um, and yeah, it, it, we thought that three seasons is the best way to tell a story like this because we are fans of a lot of other shows, as you mentioned, that are key, are like doing six seasons, seven seasons, eight seasons. And we felt like, well, the third season was actually the perfect ending of that show. And we didn't want to end up there in that corner. But I wouldn't say it's a happy ending. I think it's a sweet ending. And I think that's, that's the note we always like. What was the atmosphere like on set uh, on, the, on, on the last shoot? That it must have, you know, you've become like a family over these years, right? Yeah, definitely a family. I mean, spending time, especially with the young actors and and watching them growing up. Uh, it, I always say, I'm like the big brother to them, and them eyes, I'm more like the father, I guess, because I'm almost double double the age of that. Um, but it was very. It, there was a lot of tears and crying the last day. Uh, we kept a certain scene for the very ending. I can tell you what that scene is because it would spoil it too much. But I wanted that to be the last scene we're actually shooting. And it made really, it was a beautiful, but also, again, a bittersweet day. It was a night shoot, uh, to be honest. And, and it was a very sad, but also a very relieving moment to let go of this world we created. I bet this is probably a bit more specific from a uh, from a UK uh, viewer's perspective. One of the first things anybody says in the UK about Dark is that it's absolutely fantastic. Whatever you do, though, don't watch it with the dubbing. Watch it with the subtitles. And and it's the first show where people have really insisted that that's the case because they found it to be such a, a such a more rewarding visual experience for them. That must be quite tricky doing a multilingual show. Is that something you were conscious of? No, we weren't, to be honest, as I said, because we thought it would, won't be a success. So you don't even have to dub it or whatever. And no one will watch it dub. But we come from a culture where at least uh, us, we watch everything in the original language with subtitles because I think you take half of the actor's performance if you take his voice away. Yeah, it's it's just crucial. So that's why we watch everything in the original language. I love South Korean movies and Japanese movies, and I even love that language, though I don't understand it. But I get the sense of the 
tone of it and if something is very emotional and how different they pronounce angry stuff or sad stuff as sure. Germans would do or, or British people would do. So it is a nice thing that fans are actually really tell everyone you have to watch it in the original language with subtitles because it is really fun, I think, to watch it in, 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 a, in this weird German language, you know, which really it sounds... Is. And one of my favorite bits about season one and season two was whenever the 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 the, the string motif would play, or whenever there was like a, a, a some tension building in brackets, it would always say dismal music, which in which which translates as kind of like really quite bad music in the UK. So I always felt very sorry for the composer for then, but I was very pleased to notice that in season three that's been changed. The the, the phrase has changed from dismal to uh, to somber music or threatening music. So I'm very happy for that. So dismal is more the American. English for somber or what? Dismal in the UK and American kind of just means a little bit crap. Yeah, yeah. But now it's been changed. I was always like watching. I was like, man, they're really get, they're really <laughs> laying on the poor composer. And now it's kind of like, oh, I see. It was just it just got lost in translation. Yeah. So. Interesting. But listen, uh, Bo and Yante, thank you so much for uh, three epic mind-bending seasons it's the kind of show that i'm gonna to have to go back and start from the beginning and re-watch it knowing all that i watch now and, and i'm sure you'll get a, a, a kind of very different experience the second time round. Uh, and i really look forward to seeing what you guys have got up your sleeves next thank you for speaking to me thanks for thank having you us so much, yeah. bye